the place we've always belonged, right here, take me back to the
morning. Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. I'm so glad y'all are here today. Did you come expecting something from God today? today, Lord Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be exalted. You're a good God. Thank you, Lord. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise, the treasure that fades, are never enough. Then you came along and 
your spirit every time we sing that song. There's something about those words and there's something about prophesying that he's the only one that can, that stirs up in the spirit, amen? It stirs things up. I feel it every time we sing it. I love it. I love to stir up the truth of the word of the Lord, amen? The truth of who he is, the truth of what he'll do for us, the truth that overrides every lie of the enemy. Amen. Isaiah 40. I'm going to read 29 and 31. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm going to give you five characteristics of eagles. Eagles have vision. Eagles are fearless. Eagles are tenacious. Eagles are high flyers. And eagles possess vitality. Is there something that you've been waiting on God to do for you? Is there a prayer that you've been waiting on? Is there a promise of God? Is there something that you've been waiting on? I just feel like God's saying, don't become weary in the wait and realize that he's working. Reminded me of that song, even when we can't see it, he's working. Even when we can't feel it, he's working. When we're waiting, God is doing things. He's preparing our vision so that when we rise up, we can see on a new level. Amen. He's preparing our strength so that when we come through the season of waiting, we're ready to run. He's preparing us to fly above our enemy so that we can begin to see what we couldn't see before so that we know there's victory on the horizon. Amen. This is what I heard the Lord say this morning as I was just reading this because I honestly had another scripture and he just switched it up and that's okay because he knows what we need. Amen. We just do what he says. We just obey and he'll follow. He'll do something with what we follow, how we follow. As you wait, I'm making you stronger. As you wait, I am rearranging your situation, moving things where they need to be, amen, moving things out of the way. As you wait, I am doing a work within you to prepare you for what is to come. And finally, he said, don't despise the waiting, for I'm doing a great work as you wait upon me. If you're weary of waiting today, just remember that God is about to pour strength within you. Amen. If you feel like you've been waiting a long time, just be encouraged by the Lord today. If you feel like you've been enduring trouble for a season longer than you want to, or you think you can, you know, one time I was just telling the Lord, this is hard. I can't do this. I can't do this. And he said, I know what you can do. I know how much you can take. And even when you think you can't do anymore or take anymore I'm with you and I will strengthen you says God so I'm telling you today whatever you're becoming weary in or if you're waiting know that God is in the waiting I've been held in your 
the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkness.
Come on, sing it again. Come on, drop out. God, come on, you guys sing it. Come on, church, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. You lead it today. Come on, sing it to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, sing it again. You're so good. Come on, sing it out. God. Yes, Lord. Can you stretch your hands towards heaven? Come on, just begin to love on him. Come on, begin to give him praise and adoration in the house. He's been so good to you. If you're here today, you have the activity of your limbs. You ought to be thankful for that. If you're here today breathing, you ought to give God praise for that. If God has sustained you and you have a job, you ought to thank God for that. If you're here with your spouse and your kids, you ought to thank God for that today. We have a lot to be thankful for because he's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Come on. Can you give him adoration and praise today? Come on. Can you give him adoration and praise today? And listen, because he is so good, listen, our God loves us so much that he will meet you right where you're at. If you're going through something, if you have a trial, he wants to meet you right then and there. And this morning I got a few calls from people who are sick today. I've got, I got, uh, I know this week, I know Brother Steve had a test and he is awaiting results uh, for that. And and how, I'm just going to say, God is so good and God can intervene in that situation. Amen. Amen. And so this is what I want to do. If you have a need today, just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, I have a need. I know someone that has a need. I, I, I need a breakthrough in my situation or whatever the case. Listen, we're going to come into agreement. There's power when we come into agreement. It's what the scripture says. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in their midst. So as we come into agreement, we're going to agree that God is going to answer prayer. Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just come before you today. God, we lift up each and every need, Lord, in this house. Lord, those who may be watching online right now who have a need, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch them right where they're at. God, that you would minister to their hearts. Lord, those who are struggling in their mind. Lord, those who need the peace of God, I pray, Lord, that the peace of God would comfort, Lord, that it would cover them, Lord, that it would be in their midst, God. I pray for those who are dealing with sickness right now, God. I pray, Lord, that your that that Lord, that sickness would flee in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch God lives, God, those who need God, freedom in their hearts, God. Lord, those who just feel like that the weight of the world is on their shoulders, God, I pray right now, Lord, you, your word says that you are the lifter of our heads. So, God, I pray, Lord, that you would lift countenances, Lord, that you would, God, revive hearts, Lord, that you would bring joy, God, where there seems to be no joy. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just minister and touch to each and every need, God. Lord, you know each and every situation, God, for marriages, God, for relationships, God, for those looking for jobs, for those looking for homes. God, I ask, Lord, that you would intervene in only a way that you can, God, that, and that you would get the glory. 
And God, we know that. God, we believe that. Lord, we thank you for that. We give you praise and adoration. Come on, can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise in the house today? Amen. Do me a favor. Look around you. Find, find about three people around you. Give them a fist bump and say, it is good to see you in the house of the Lord today. It is so good to see you. It looks like spring break is here this week. And I know we have a lot of people scattered across the, the, the whole map. I mean, all across the, the country. And some of them are suffering for Jesus in Florida. God bless them. I hope it rains the whole time on them. I'm just kidding. I don't want to be that way. Maybe I'm just a little bit jealous. But, uh, but I, I, uh, I, I'm so glad that you're here today on this, you know, first, I guess it would be kind of the first day of spring break. Maybe not the first day, but I'm glad that you're here. You could have chose to be anywhere, but you're in the house of God, and, and, uh, and I commend you on that today, and so, so good to see you. Everyone smile real big at me. Yeah, there we go. I like that. How about in the balcony? All right. A couple of you may need to brush your teeth a little bit, but I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be in the house of the Lord. If you're a guest with us, I want to say uh, we are thrilled that you're with us this morning. So glad that you're here. Can we give all of our guests a welcome this morning? Those watching online or wherever, uh, we just say welcome. We, we pray that you feel the presence of the Lord in this house. I just feel, I've just felt an anointing since I walked in this building. Thank you for speaking, Sula, on what you spoke on following the leading of the Lord. Uh, I don't call Sula and tell her what I'm speaking on, but the Holy Spirit talks to both of us that he sure does lead and guide us, doesn't he? And so that was a very encouraging word that, that you gave. And um, something about waiting on the Lord, it's not easy. Another way to say waiting on the Lord is trusting in the Lord. Sometimes it's not easy to trust the Lord when things aren't looking as good as you want them to look. And so... I uh, thank you for that word today, and it's just a great reminder to us. Um, I just want to say this. We are a month out from Easter. Can you believe that? We're one month away from Easter. I love Easter. Let me tell you why I love Easter. It is Super Bowl Sunday for the church. Oh, man. If I said it was Super Bowl for the NFL, you guys might get a little more excited. It is the Super Bowl Sunday for the church where Jesus Christ was resurrected. Come on. Some of you get more excited about March Madness than you do about the resurrected king. Um, but uh, I, I want to tell you that we're excited about that. We are going to do something. We did this last year. We're going to do two services on Easter Sunday morning just to make sure that we have room for everybody. And uh, the reason that we want to do that is uh, we believe that God is just going to send people. Amen. And a lot of people, the only time that they go to church is on Easter. And some of them come at Christmas in those two times. But we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we want to make sure that we uh, give enough room for people to come and hear the message, the life giving message of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we're gonna be doing that, and our services are gonna be at eight thirty, and um, 
10.30, and so uh, we'll have two services that day. And we have a lot of people, a lot of volunteers. Me and Tristan were going over our volunteers in the church. And uh, we have 91 volunteers in our church. Did you know that? That is amazing. And uh, we're going to put all 91 of them to work on Easter. And uh, we ask that if you can, serve a service and go to a service. And, uh, uh, you know, Jesus came not to... Uh, serve but to uh, or not to be served but to serve he came to serve us and so I think we got to follow his example and serve others and just love on others say how can I do that well you know what Uh, you can greet people you can love on people and you can just uh, make them feel welcome and so uh, we just want to tell you that also I want to just quickly remind you that um, and I'm going to mess this uh, announcement up probably this month we are collecting um, food out there for the life what is it? The life? I'm sorry. Hey, come here. I'm going to have my wife tell this for me because I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> come on. Give my wife a hand. Oh, there it is. So we are collecting donations for the Life Food Pantry here in Bedford. Um, you can just bring any of these items out to the desk out front, drop them off, and we will bless them and help refill their pantry so that they can reach our community. Amen. All right. Give my wife a hand. One more hand. Right. Sorry, I, I was going to mess that up. So do this. You know, there's a lot of needs. We get a lot of calls. We get a lot of uh, uh, people needing assistance and um, it's nice to be able to send them places. We can give things, and we don't have a food pantry here at the church, but but we can support the local communities. One of the things that we love to do here is is be an arm extended, and there are great ministries within our community. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes we just got to get on board with someone else, and, and God can use that. And so uh, if you can, grab some of these, su- not these supplies, but what was up there, some of those supplies. And uh, please, please give, and we want to bless them, and uh, you guys are so good at your giving and, and blessing. And so I'm excited because uh, next month, I've, man, I've got something turning in my heart. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, but I'm going to wait. You know why? Because I've been taught that if you wait, the anticipation grows. And so I, uh, I've got a big announcement uh, coming up for the month of April, an outreach that we want to do, and I just... I want you guys to just pray and ask the Lord to stir your heart. Say, well, I don't know what I'm praying about. Good. Ask the Lord to stir your heart and uh, ask him to just speak to you because we've just, uh, we want to be God's hands and feet extended. So uh, I I tell you what, I've just, um, last week I want to apologize for eating grapes in front of you guys and um, or a grape. It was one big grape. Uh, my, uh, my, did anybody go to the store and look for those grapes? A few people asked me about the grapes that I used uh, last week. And if you're wanting to know where I got those grapes, I'll tell you now. Sam's Club. Um, and uh, so they were just some massive grapes, just kind of random. But um, And how many could say this? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. All right, good. <clears throat> I want to do this, and uh, I hadn't really intended on doing this till I got here to the church. And Larry, it's good to see you. And Larry and Lisa, 
I've been through a storm. But God brought him through. Okay, I'm messed up now. Sorry about that. I want to do this. Uh, I'm going to sing a song. You say, oh, great, Pastor, singing a song. I want to sing this song. and I want to sing this song because it's a truth. It's a timeless song. Um, uh, I just felt compelled to do this. And, And if you know it, you can sing it with me. It just goes like this. Tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. Come on, say his name. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, trust here. Come on, sing Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Sing it out, church. time. Come on, you guys sing it. Jesus, Jesus,
for grace. Come on, one more time. Oh, for grace. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Come on, if you want to trust him, come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Woo! Amen. even knowing it, I went out to check a shed that I had some paint stuff stored in, flipped on the light switch, and blew the building completely to pieces. Had burns over 95% of my body. I was walking around outside, my shirt, everything burned off of me with flesh hanging clean off my body. My arm still from here on down shows it. Over 95% of my body was burned, my face, everything. I had no hair left, nothing. And I just want to thank God that he was with me because through it all, the only thing I could trust and depend on was God. That God, whatever he's doing, he's going to heal me. He's going to bring me through it. Because every time I turned around, it's telling me at the hospital, it's a miracle that you ever survived this, that you ever came through this. And... I am so glad and so precious. My God is so precious to me. And, uh, you know, to see where I'm at today, because I didn't know where I was going to be. And at times when I was in that hospital bed, I had my flesh was completely burnt off of me. And I was laying in this jelly-like stuff they had me in. And uh, while I was there, there's times I even questioned God, why did you keep me alive? because I was hurting so bad and so much pain. But you know what? We've got a God that loves everyone here, and he will take you to anything if you will just turn your heart and soul over to him. And one thing I'll say, I was saved. If I had died in that fire, I was saved. But whenever it blew up, it blew me on the, I was laying in the middle of it. And God was yelling at me, Ronnie, you got to get up and get out of this fire. You're going to die. you got to get up. And I started to get up, and as I made my corner trying to find where the opening was to go to the sidewalk, the uh, lawnmower I had there, I had a ride lawnmower in there, and it was just I just filled a fun full of brand-new gas the day before. It blew me clean out by my trailer. Here comes my wife out, and she's running outside, wanting to know why in the world is all that noise, and pictures and everything falling off our walls inside the home and she sees me my shirt's on fire I'm burning she just screams bloody murder and just loses it I yell at her to get 911 and she does and you know for probably two weeks she was just out of it she was in shock and I'm laying up here in the hospital bed burns all over my body the good thing is they're going to do surgery on a Wednesday they were just going to do my back. And they told me I'd probably have to have 10 or 12 surgeries. Doctor comes in the next day, 
And, and I realized it's Thursday because this woman's waking me up. And they said that God was with me. The doctor is so happy because said, God was with you yesterday. And I said, yeah. He said, uh, we did all 10 surgeries in one day. Yeah, he said, we just kept going and going, and your vital signs helped, out, helped good, and we kept going. We did all 10 surgeries in one day, and I couldn't believe it. And this guy was just praising God for it. And he said, it's a miracle. You just had another miracle. And I just want to praise my God and thank my God today for that. may be seated I think God is trying to tell someone today that who's going through something that he's going to get you to the other side it just seems to be the theme that that is happening in this service and so uh, I love the Holy Spirit what he does and how he leads and guides if you have your Bibles uh, I want you to turn to Psalm 92 um I won't keep you very long today. Everyone says, that's a measure of faith, Pastor, right there. Um, Psalm 92, verse 12. <clears throat> Simple verse. I'm going to take this. If you don't have it, it'll be up on the screen. It says this, the righteous flourish like the palm tree. And grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I want to focus on the first part of that verse where it says, The righteous flourish like the palm tree. And so uh, today I'm going to talk to you on this simple subject of flourishing like the palm. All right? So if you bow your heads with me. Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for your word. God, I, I just feel the anointing in this house. God, I pray, Lord... you would speak hope to someone's hopeless situation today. God, that you would speak life to something that some have called dead. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be transformed by your word today. Lord, that we would leave here never the same, but forever changed. In your mighty name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Oh, thank you, Larry. I appreciate you. Um, I grew up, I lived in California for a long period of years, and so if you don't know me, that's why I'm so weird. And uh, matter of fact, 17, I was calculating, 17 of my uh, years of my life, I, was, I lived in California, and one of the things in California that we have is palm trees. And uh, I grew up uh, in uh, Missouri prior to that in the Midwest, and so when I first went to California, I thought it was pretty amazing the first time I saw palm trees. I remember the first time you ever saw a palm tree in real life. You thought it was amazing, right? Most of you here in Indiana probably think palm trees are pretty amazing. Well, on the flip side, living in California, having had to trim some palm trees and deal with palm trees, I, I kind of look at them almost in a negative light. That's not what I'm, that's not my point today. Not to tell you how bad I, or how much that I didn't like uh, grooming my uh, palm trees, but my, my, my point today is this. This is what I learned about palm trees while I was in California is that they are resilient. They are very resilient uh, trees. 
if you cut the tops of, of them and were to walk away, they will come back and they will grow new tops. They will, they will come back. And there's something to be said about that today. The enemy may be coming in and trying to chop the top off of you. But let me tell you something. There is a hope within you that is Jesus Christ that will grow back, okay? Uh, if you're with me, say, I'm with you, Pastor. Um, anybody ever seen a video footage of a, of a palm tree in a hurricane? You watch the news, right? You see them. And, and in the winds of the hurricane, what do you see? You see these palm trees just waving with the wind, just handling the wind. And then you see houses that are near those palm trees just being tore up, obliterated, roofs flying off. Uh, and it's amazing to me that these uh, palm trees have the ability to bend and to shake but not break. Amen? And it, 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 so it, it's pretty amazing to me. And so... Um, I, I saw this. It, uh, it's, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, with life, with struggles, with situations. It's not a matter of uh, if it happens. It's a matter of when it happens. How many can raise your hand and say, Pastor, I've been through a few little things in my life. Amen. I would say most of us have been there. And so, uh, and I've learned uh, a thing or two about storms. And I like this statement. Steve uh, Maraboli, he said this, and, and this is pretty, pretty amazing. Life does not get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. Life doesn't get easier or, uh, or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. How many could say at your age, uh, when you were a kid and you would fall down and scratch your knee, you would cry and wail, and, and, but as you got older, as an adult, you fall and scratch your knee. You only cry because your pride hurts because you fell down, Right. And, and that's kind of kind of the difference there. It's it's not a matter of that. I mean, you could still hurt by falling. I don't don't get me wrong. But but there's some things I want to talk to you about. Three things, and I, I don't want to keep you long. Three things I've learned about battling storms in my life. Three things I've learned about battling storms in my life. Uh, this is three things. I, I, they have built my faith. Number one, the storms have built my faith. They have showed my resilience. Amen. And they have produced uh, good fruit in my life. And so palm trees serve as a symbol of a flourishing life as a follower of Christ. Could you put that scripture back up for me? I like, I like that scripture. The righteous flourish like the palm trees. So this is, this is a great example. So flourishing like a palm, that's what I want to talk to you about today. So how do the righteous flourish. How do I flourish when I'm going through something? How do I sustain? How do I keep going? And this is a common theme that I've been preaching on. I preached on it a little bit last week about being connected to the vine, but here's the deal. Uh, I say, Pastor, you speak on this, this subject a lot. Well, there's a reason why. You need to hear it. Faith comes by and hearing the word of God and repetition, you know, I mean, that's how we learn. And, I mean, it is really uh, the way that we learn. So here's my first point is this. This is how a palm tree uh, can sustain storms. Number one, it has to stay rooted. Everyone say stay rooted. Uh, and it's interesting, not that I am any expert on this, but palm trees have this thing called uh, an, an anchor root system, which is different than what you would see in a deciduous tree or an evergreen tree. It, it is a, a ball system, and it grows in the direction all throughout around this base of this, of this palm tree, and, and these roots just go out in, in a big ball, and there's just 
hundreds of them, hundreds of them, and they just go out, and every root on the palm tree uh, is, is looking for nutrients in some form or fashion. Can you hear what I'm saying right now? Amen. And, and our roots as Christians should be searching for the living water, Jesus Christ. Every aspect of our life should be searching for Jesus Christ. Amen. Every part should be surrendered to him. Amen. Colossians would say it like this in Colossians 2.7. It says this, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Look at this, verse 7. What's it say? Rooted and built up in him and established in faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. How many know that there's something that needs to be said about being rooted in Christ? Amen. See, uh, what I know about palm trees is this. You can transplant palm trees. Matter of fact, I don't know if you've ever seen that done. When I lived in California, I saw it happen. And But here's the deal. When you transplant a palm tree, if you cut any of the roots, it will die. Matter of fact, when they... When they transplant a palm tree, they, they dig a big hole around it, and they go down deep, and they just slowly work this tree out. And if you've ever seen them haul them down the road in California, it was nothing for us to go down the highway and see a palm tree with this huge root system on the back of a trailer just rolling down the road. It all has to be connected. And so uh, what I love about the root system is that it's not just a tap root. It just doesn't go down. But it's a root system that is around the source of the tree. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your life has to be around the source, Jesus Christ. Amen. I heard a Bible teacher say this once at, at a conference that I went to as a professor. And he said this. And he had us all fooled. I was a teenager. And he said, how many want God to be first in your life? We all raised our hand. He said, I don't. And I was like, what in the world? He goes, I want Jesus to be the center of my life. And I want everything to revolve around him. And let me tell you something. It changed the way that I thought about the Lord. I want Jesus to be in every part of my life. When my roots go out, I want them to be around the source, Jesus Christ. Amen. Some of us struggle with flourishing because not, a, not all of us have our roots connected to Jesus. Some of us have some roots connected to Jesus, but not all of our roots connected to Jesus. What do you mean? Sometimes we compartmentalize our lives. Lord, I'll give you my family, but I'm not going to give you my pocketbook. I'll be obedient in this, Lord, but I'm not going to be obedient in that. I'll give you my money, Lord, but don't expect my time. And, 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 and let me tell you something. We cannot afford to compartmentalize our life because here's the thing. When storms come, you need to have a root system that is stable and that is strong. Amen? All right. Uh, uh, when the roots are all working together to make the tree healthy and strong, it will stand. Uh, same goes for you and, and for me spiritually when, um, when I'm surrendered. Everyone say surrendered. In all areas of my life, my roots will be strong around the solid rock of Jesus. Amen. I love that song. I've been saying this almost all, every Wednesday night. On Christ the solid rock I'll stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And listen, we are to be rooted in Christ. And matter of fact, Ephesians 3.17 says this. We are to be rooted in love. And God is love. We are to be rooted in him. Amen. 
I love this because next week I'm going to start a series uh, uh, going into Easter. But I love this. This is probably going to be our theme verse. Romans 8, 11 says this. It, it, it says this. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Do you understand what is happening inside of you? If you know Jesus Christ and he is in your life, the same power that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you. And that power should be life-giving. That power should be a source. Amen? And so no matter what storms are thrown our way, no matter how much we feel the wind blow, and no matter how much the wave blows, we have to make sure that our roots are grounded in Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen? All right. I'm glad, I'm glad you're with me. And here's the deal. In this life, you are going to have troubles. You're going to have troubles. Let me tell you something. Scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're not going to walk through some storms, right, Sister Lisa? That you're not going to walk through some storms, right, Brother John? And, and, and so just because you are saved, it does not mean that those things are going to happen. But here's the difference between a believer and an unbeliever. A believer has a root system grounded in Jesus Christ, and they can stand the storm. Amen? I like this. I began to think about this. Someone that I thought in the Old Testament that was like this was Joseph. And Joseph, he, he had a very tough start to his life. No, you know, and he had this dream, and his brothers didn't like his dream, and his dad gave him special treatment. He was the youngest. I was the youngest in my family. I don't felt like I didn't never felt like I got special treatment. My brother and sister would say different. But but anyways, he was he they didn't like him and, and they, they sold him into slavery. And then there he went to Egypt and he was basically just his life was ruined from that point. And when he went to Egypt, he was, he was uh, working in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife accused him of, of some things, like, like he tried to woo her. And when it was quite the opposite, he ran. And then he paid for her crimes. She accused him of that. And there he was in prison. And for 13 long years, this man, Joseph, thought that he was in a terrible, terrible storm. He was in prison and then eventually would be called out of prison to interpret a dream. And once he interpreted that dream, God moved him. God moved him to second in command in Israel, just under, or in, in Egypt, just under Pharaoh, so he could uh, provide food for the world. And, and check this out. It's amazing to me how God works. In those 13 years, I imagine he probably thought, I want to quit. I want to give up. And how many have ever felt that way in your life? I want to give up. I want to quit. This is too much. But can I tell you something? The difference between the righteous and the unrighteous is where is your root system? And God had a purpose for Joseph, and Joseph just kept depending on the Lord. Amen? So, all right. So here's number, num, number one is it, it, simply uh, stay rooted. Here's number two right here. Stay flexible. Amen? Everyone say, stay flexible. I like this. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. That's not in the Beatitudes, but it might should be. Right? 
Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. Have you ever been bent out of shape in a storm and in a situation? Have you ever let something affect you in a way that it shouldn't? But see, this is what what, uh, God has called us to be. He's called us to be flexible. Another word for flexible is this word, and I talked about this word, resilient, resilient, resilience, 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 Ron. Uh, um, Resilience, is the definition is this, able to quickly return to its usual shape after being bent. Oh, I like that. Just, you know, kind of reminds me of those. When I was growing up, man, we had those little punching things that you would hit. You put water in them. It falls down, comes back up at you, right? And those things are resilient because you can punch on them. They'll hit the ground. They'll come right back at you, right? And I believe that God has called us to be resilient in our walk. with. When life comes and hits us, we are to go down, bounce right back up, say, hey, you thought you had me, but I'm coming right back up at you, Amen. So resilient is able to quickly return to its usual shape after being bent, stretched, or pressed. Have some of you been bent? Have some of you been stretched? Have some of you been pressed? Resilience is a value that we need as believers. How many say, hey, pastor, I need a little more resilience in my walk with God? Amen. When you're rooted in Christ... And life storm blows you over, and you're going to be blown around. You have to determine in your mind that I am going to be resilient in my walk with Christ no matter what comes along and what wind blows. I love this because it's, see, the palm tree, it has this amazing ability to be pushed by a storm, to be rocked by the storm. And all it does is just sit there and just take the storm, and it will outlast the storm. And when it's done, it goes back to its original shape. Amen? I, I love this because in Joplin in 2011, I went to the, 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 to the tornado after the tornado went, ripped through there. And can I tell you something? When I went through there, I learned something. Uh, that that uh, F5 tornado was amazing because it, it annihilated every tree in, in, that, in the path of this tornado. It was amazing to me to see these trees that you thought would have stood the stood time. I saw mighty oak trees flipped over on the ground. I saw mighty pines flipped over on the ground, and I saw them snapped. I saw trees that the bark had been just tore off of them all the way completely around. Trees with no stumps left, but only no bark left on the tree. Can you imagine seeing that? And it was amazing to me. See, uh, then I see footage of, of palm trees in monsoons and typhoons and hurricanes where they are bending and they are handling the winds. And there they are in this time. When bad happens in this world, a believer should be like a palm tree. Everyone say, be like a palm tree. Be a little flexible. Everyone do this for me. Come on, stretch a little bit. Don't, don't pull a muscle. Come on. I, I, I love it. she got to be like a palm tree. It, 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 it amazes me. See, there's nothing wrong with the mighty oak tree. There's nothing wrong with the mighty oak tree. But the oak tree is so stubborn, it is so strong, that it wants to hold and try to hold itself up. And I think sometime as believers, we're trying to be an oak tree, and God's like, hey, you need to be a palm. You just need to flow with it. You need to be a little more flexible with what's going on. I'm going to pull you through this. When I think of somebody in the Bible, I think Job is the quintessential pitch. 
picture of resilience in the Bible. There isn't anyone in the Bible that I think, man, this guy, when I look at his life, he was resilient to the nth degree, right? He lost everything. He lost his animals. He lost his wealth. He lost his land. He lost his family. He had boils, and his friends told him to give up. Matter of fact, his wife even said, Job, you ought to give up and curse God and die. And when I I heard a pastor one time say, you know, when she said that, the opposite is true. He could have said this, you know what? If I could curse God and die, surely I can bless him and live. You know what that is? That is a resilient heart that when the wind's blowing and the tree is toppled over, that I'm going to bounce back to where I was. I love that story of Job. Matter of fact, Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you're going to do it. So Job was like a palm tree, and the wind is blowing, and it blew him all the way over, and he was just being battered on, on all ends. But look at this. In Job 42.10, it says this, The Lord restored his fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job 42.12 says this, And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Some of you are going through some storms right now, and God is going to bless you abundantly if you will just get a little bit flexible in your situation. Amen? God has called us to be flexible and resilient. And Paul would say it like this. I I love this. I love this. I love this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. I love this. Paul would say it like this. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, he, he says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. It's only through his power. It's only because I'm rooted in Jesus. I'm able to be rooted in Jesus. I'm able to be flexible. But look at this. Verse 8 says this. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Listen, we are perplexed, but we are getting back up. We may be knocked down, but we're not destroyed. I want to talk to somebody today. I want to tell you that the hope of life, that Jesus Christ will bring you back up if you'll just be a little bit flexible. Amen? And palms are resilient to storms. The wind comes and the wind blows and palms will outlast the storm. How many could say, I am going to outlast the storm through Jesus' help and some flexibility. I am going to outlast the storm. Amen? This is something else I know about palms living in California. They are resilient to dry times. How many can say in your life, in your walk with God, that you have experienced some dry times in your life? And you're like, Lord, it is so dry right now. I wish you would speak to me. Why are you not speaking to me? I begin to think about one of the times in my life that I was the thirstiest I think I've ever been in my life. And I was young, so cut me some slack on this story. My mom took me and my brother on a walking tour in Washington, D.C. because my sister and my dad were going to the White House to meet the president, okay? That's not fair. I know. I know. I'll have to explain that story to you. My sister won a contest and got to meet the president when she was in second grade. 
So here is my mom and my brother and me, and we're doing this walking tour, Washington, D.C. I don't know how old I was, maybe five. I was really young. And I remember just walking and being so thirsty, and, and, and we're looking at all these statues of, I didn't care because I was thirsty. I was dry. I was like, man, I, I need a drink. And I remember asking my mom, Mama, I, I need to get a drink. And she's like, well, we got to stay with the tour. we gotta, we got to keep, keep moving. We, gotta, we don't have time to stop anywhere and get anything. And, and I remember being so thirsty and stopping. We stopped for a moment at this little plaza. And in this plaza, there was a fountain, a wishing fountain, you know, not, not like a fountain, not a water fountain. It's just a, a fountain that was flowing there. And I was so thirsty I determined in my mind, I don't care what it is, I'm just going to get a drink out of this wishing well. I, I'm glad that God sustained me. It's a wonder I didn't die. Here's my sister meeting the president, and her brother is drinking out of a fountain in Washington, D.C. That shows you the difference between me and my sister right there. And I remember getting a drink and just, just being... I remember it not tasting good, but, but I remember just being like, oh, at least there's something there. It tastes like pennies and whatever else was in there. But here's the problem. I was so dry, I couldn't see past the moment that within a few minutes the, the tour was going to be over. And Mom was going to take me to get me a drink, and I, I, I couldn't get past the moment. And some of us in our experiences were so dry that we can't see past the moment that we're willing to drink something, drink from something that is not life-giving, that's not going to be beneficial to us. And we're like little TJ drinking out of the dirty wishing well. <laughs> Can I tell you something? you got to be flexible in the storm and when your roots are tapped into to what the Lord is doing you'll have life giving source of, 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 of water uh, in turbulent trials and dry seasons stay, stay flexible here's number three right here everyone, everyone say this stay sweet oh, how many like sweet things last week I, I ate a grape right in front of you and it was sweet and it was juicy and I'm not trying to rub it in yes I am Here's the thing, like the palm, the fruit of, of our Christian walk should be sweet. Like the palm tree. Um, when we are rooted in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, uh, we have weathered some storms and some dry times. Let me tell you something, Scripture tells us in Psalm 92 that we will flourish. The righteous will flourish. Uh, so how do I know that? Because that's what the scripture tells us. So who, who wants to flourish? And who, who wants to flourish in your walk with God? Amen. I do. I do. I do. Uh, and, and, and who wants, here's what we have to do to do that. You have to stay rooted. You have to be flexible and be planted in the house of the Lord. Verse 13 of that, that very same chapter says this. They are planted. Listen, I'm going to read the whole thing for you. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13. They are planted in the house of the Lord. One of the ways you're going to stay sweet is staying planted in the house of the Lord. They still bear fruit in old age. Listen, you don't stop bearing fruit depending on your age. I love this. What does that mean? 
man, we, we are to go to church. We are, we are to be in the Lord's presence. Some, some of you have been in church a long time, and I want you to know the, the fruit should only be getting sweeter and sweeter coming from you. It said that a date palm lives to be about 100 years old. Lord, let me have the lifespan of a date palm. It, it lives to be 100 years or older. And, and, and as they get older, they produce more dates. And they are said that the dates get sweeter and sweeter. And it's what should be happening to us as we grow in Christ. We should be producing more fruit and better fruit every day of our life. Amen. See, a sanctified life produces fruit. And, and what does that mean? What does that mean? That is a life that, that is sanctified to God, that, is, that is, has its root systems, everything around, centered around Christ. God, I'm going to do all things that are going to honor you with my life. That is a sanctified life. So, so uh, no room for carnal roots, no room for, for uh, uh, no longer uh, uh, us worrying about the world or this or that. We're just, we're just going to get tuned into the Holy Spirit and just begin to feed me. Lord, just begin to just pour into me, God, and let the fruit that comes from my life just be sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. How many could say, hey, I've weathered some storms in here, Pastor. I've been through some tough times. And let me tell you something. It's amazing to me. I didn't plan this. But, man, the fruit that is produced in your life is sweet. You have a testimony. You've weathered a tough storm. And there are people in this building that need to hear your testimony, Lisa. Because God brought you through. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ron, for being obedient to the Holy Spirit. People need to know that there is a hope. When it seems impossible, when it seems like it's all falling apart, you, God sustained you. God brought you out. You are a walking, living testimony, a sweet fruit to the Lord today. Amen. Something, I, something else I learned about trees. If you take the bark off of a tree, of most deciduous trees or evergreen trees, they will begin to die. Let me tell you something about a palm tree. Palm trees are not dependent on their bark. Their bark, the outside, what is on the outside, don't keep them alive. But what keeps a palm tree alive? You can skin the, the, the palm tree, but what keeps it alive in the heart is the heart, is what is in the heart of the plant is what keeps it alive. So what are you saying, TJ? You got something inside of you that will keep you alive. You got something inside of you that will sustain your soul, that will give you hope, that will give you peace, and will give you love when you're just being flexible. And you're just like, God, when is this storm going to end? God says, I got you. Something else I've learned about palm trees. When you get a group of palm trees together, check this out. I, I didn't really think about this. The Holy Spirit just kind of dropped this in my heart. That when you get a group of palm trees together in the desert, you know what that's called? An oasis. And what happens is when we get a group of believers together, and how many could say, hey, I am a living testimony. I am a living palm in here. For Jesus. Listen, you know what this is? An oasis for people to see and say, there is some fruit. There are some people that have been through some things in there. God has been gracious to them. God has brought them out. I began to think about this, and I was thinking about this. I asked Tristan, I couldn't remember, but 
In 2016, Tristan lost her sister to cancer. And I remember it was a, a very tough time for her family, 32 years old. And I remember we, it was just a tough season. And I, I remember we just, we prayed. And to get through that, we put our faith that even though the wind was blowing, we said, God, we're just going to trust in you. I don't, I don't know how else to deal with this. I'm just going to trust in you. Here's, here, here's another thing. In, in, in 2008, I remember um, in, in 2008 when the housing cra- uh, market crashed. And I remember that, that was detrimental to me and Tristan at that time. And we had, we had to make some really tough decisions and some things that we were very confused about. But can I tell you something? Man, we just weathered the storm. We just said, God, just help me get through this. Why are you saying that? Because some of you need to know you may be having a financial issue right now. God can bring you out. I'll never forget the time in my life where I was. I was at the end of a season of ministry, and I, I knew it. And, 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 and I stepped away not knowing what my next step was. And it, it was some of you don't understand, but man, when you step away from something that you're secure in and then all of a sudden there's no security and you don't know what the next step looks like, that is scary ground. I felt like a palm tree just being blown back. But I watched God move mountains and I watched God make a way where there seems to be no way. And can I tell you something? I'm a testament of sweet fruit because of the, some of the storms I've been through some of the troubles I've been through and some of the things that I that have been uh, trials are terrible but on the other side the, the fruit is sweeter on the other side our faith is stronger on the other side our walk is resilient and you will flourish I, I love this I'm going to wrap up with this so this is what Paul says and I like this I, I love Paul Paul was just one of those guys who flourished you, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't mess with him like, we're going to kill you Paul fine kill me to die is the game <sighs> Okay, well, we're going to let you live. Fine, I'll just keep witnessing to people and preaching the gospel. Well, we're going to throw you in prison. Fine, I got guards right there. I'll just keep preaching the gospel. They could not get him. I said this on a couple Wednesday nights. He was like an ill. You just couldn't, they couldn't grab him because he just flourished. But I love what he says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. He says this, and I, I, love, his, I love his just honesty in this verse. He says this. Not that I have already obtained it on my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Amen. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. And this is what I think what Paul's strength was. He says this. He says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14, I press on towards the goal for the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, let those of us who are mature think this way. You want to know how you ought to think as a child of God? Right there. Uh, And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Verse 16, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Some of you have walked through some storms, and some of you have walked through some things. And I love Paul's resilience. The key to his resilience was he didn't focus on what was behind him. He focused on what was ahead of him. 
And can I tell you something? Some of you have been through a storm and some of you want to focus on the past. I'm here to tell you today, if you'll turn your eyes forward and you'll look to Jesus Christ and you'll center yourself and you'll say, God, I am rooted in you. And if the wind blows, it blows. I'm going to dig my roots down. Lord, be the center of my life. Lord, I'm going to be flexible. Lord, I'm just going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to outlast this storm because Lord, you have created me to be able to do so, Lord. And when the storm has passed, Lord, I'm going to produce some fruit. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? If you're here, you heard me talking about Jesus being the center of your life. Can I tell you, he wants to be the center of your life. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation to know him. Scripture says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. If you're here and you say, hey, pastor, I just feel, I don't know what I feel. I feel the anointing in my, in my heart. I just, I, I want to I know Jesus. If that's you, no one looking around, would you just lift your hand and don't, Anybody in the building, I'm just going to give you a chance. All right. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here and you say, hey, Pastor, I, I've been going through some things. I've been going through some trials, some situations. I feel like they're just beating me, just wearing at me. I'm tired. I'm weary. The wind doesn't seem to want to stop. It's just blowing. I feel like I have no control. I'm losing my flexibility. I feel like I'm about to give up. Say, Pastor, I, I, I need prayer. And I, 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 just, I, need, I need you to just pray with me today. If that's you, anybody in the building, would you just lift your hand, anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up all across this building. So what I want you to do, I want you to stand to your feet, if you will. Just keep your heads bowed, if you, if, if you don't mind. God, I pray for every hand that was raised in this building. God, Lord, those who may be struggling, those who may be weary at heart, those that wait upon the Lord. That's what Scripture says. That some of you are trusting in the Lord in this storm, in this situation, can I tell you something? God will give you resilience. You are going to bounce back. You are going to bounce back. You are going to bounce back. God, I pray for every situation, God. I don't know them all, but Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would intervene, Lord, that you would touch every 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 life in here. Lord, those who who are struggling, God, in their heart. God, I pray, Lord, that you would reveal your goodness to them, Lord, that you would reveal their, your peace to them, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would make this place an oasis, God, of, of, of palms, God, that has the sweetest fruit, Lord. We're, we're not a church of perfect people, but we're a church of redeemed people that have been through some things. And, God, I pray, Lord, that the fruit that comes from our lives would be that of one that is sweet and from you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as our testimonies go forth, God, 
that lives will be changed. God, we thank you for this. Lord, we give you praise. We give you adoration. Come on, can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? I'm going to ask him to sing this course. I'm going to ask him to sing this course. And will you just sing it one time with us? All my life. Come on, sing it out. Come on, if he's been faithful. Come on, sing it one more time. you today will remain rooted in Jesus Christ and that you'll remain flexible through Jesus Christ and that you'll produce sweet fruit uh, uh, through Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to bless you real fast. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord give you peace. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Thank you so much for being a part of this today. As you're leaving on the outside of the sanctuary and on the balcony, there are giving boxes hung on the wall. That's for your donations and tithings. You can put those in there. Or if you're giving online, uh, we got ways that you can give that way as well. Uh, just a reminder, today is your last chance to order pizzas. The teams will be in the foyer to take orders after service this morning. Parents, please have your teens at the church by 10 a.m. Saturday, March 26th, so they can put the pizzas together. If you have already ordered pizzas, please be sure pizzas are paid for today. You pick them up Saturday, March 26th, between 1 and 2 p.m. This morning is also your last chance to sign up for the Kids Rock Paint Party. That will be tomorrow, March 21st, from 6 to 8 p.m. The cost is $5 for a child, $10 for two or more children. Pizza, canvas, and paint will be provided. Well, that's almost a tongue twister. I got through it. Royal Rangers Lock, Lock-In, April 1st, 6.30 p.m. Ranger boys in grades 3 and up are invited to attend. Permission slips and fee of $10 due next Sunday. And on April 2nd, we'll be having a church work day from, oh, starts at 9 a.m. So we'll be here at the church uh, so we can get ready for our Easter service. And then on March 27th, we will have a prayer Sunday at 6 p.m.